You shall call his name Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. That was a mission. That was why he came. He will save his people from their sins and sin brought about sickness and diseases and brought about death. So saving them from their sins will not mean that there will be another thing for him to do to bring them to to healing. It's, it's part of the package. He will save them from their sins. And all the attendant things about sin will also be taken care of. That is why he came. I call him Jesus because he's a healer. He is a deliverer. He, he, he took us away from the yoke of sin. And part of the profit of sin is sickness and disease. Now the question is, since we came to Christ, why are we still having challenges with sickness? It's all because the devil has not gone on break. I was having a chat with a friend over the weekend and I said, I have been saying one thing over and over again. This journey is not a task. This journey is for the obedient and the willing. God will not call us to anything that we cannot do. Then he should have allowed us to remain where we were. So what is our problem? The simplicity of the word of God has become a challenge to us. We want something complex. It is too light. The demands are, are, just, are just negligible. So, so what is this whole thing about? Why do you think that people are not saved yet? That Jesus said, I came to die for the, for the deliverance of all men. Let everyone come to me and the person will be saved. And yet people will say, we are not coming. My people go into captivity for lack of understanding. Not knowledge. Understanding the knowledge that you have and applying same to your situation makes always the difference. Yesterday, I said something that I've been saying here over and over again, that this walk with Christ is not about revelation. It's about foundation. When your foundation is strong, then revelation has a place to stay. And then you profit from the revelation. But we are doing fanfare. What did I say? We are engaged in fanfare. I have revelation. The reason why we don't see through the things that God is saying, but we are in haste for people to know that we have a revelation. The Lord spoke to me. What did he say? You come with the letters, but not the inside. So it's not working. Now, ask all those guys, all those pastors and the rest of them that came to say that God sent them to go and stand for election positions in their various countries and yet they failed did they hear God 
Is God a liar? Why should God send you on such a mission? My, my, um, one person I respect so much, when I heard him say that God asked him to go into, into, into politics, I sat here, when I say here, I'm in Ghana here. And I tried to travel along that path to see if I could see him. I tried to see him. I wanted to send him a message that it would be better for him to withdraw. Why? Because if he should fail, it will affect many people's faith. I didn't do that. And the whole thing was a fiasco. Did God really say so? How often does God speak to you? And when he speaks, do you really hear him? And when you hear, do you ask questions? Do you sit on what you say God told you? Do you have understanding of what he has said? Until you understand it, you cannot make it. I've told you when I was a child, if you told me you were going to send me to a place, in the evening, for instance, I woke up in the morning and then I would go to that place. They used to laugh at me. My grandmom told me that he was going to send me to one man who was um, a butcher. So early morning, as I finished my chores, I just quickly went to the man. And the man asked me, what did your grandmother tell you? I said, I've forgotten. I had not forgotten anything. There was nothing to forget. Because I didn't wait for the woman to tell me what I was going to say. Overzealousness. So I went back and then I, I, I had to adopt a system. I went to my grandmom and I said, next time when you want to send me somewhere, tell me first what I should be doing before you mention the place. He said, what's wrong with you? I told you tomorrow I will send you. Did you come to me? I didn't. I only heard I will send you and I went. Now many, many of us as believers, that's the way we behave. God is talking to you. He only introduced a subject and you carried it like that. And you began to go. I have sat down to look at this God. He's very faithful. Will he call us onto a journey that will not produce any good thing? That's one of the reasons why we are treating these um, gospels and we are looking at the issue about healing he came to take away our sins so that the issue of sickness and death could also be taken care of so if I'm still sick what is the problem is it his problem no I have not been able to address the matter the way I should. If I don't have money in my pocket, is it that he didn't do everything? He did everything well. What's going on? I have not been able to adapt or taking myself to that realm to enjoy what he has said. We are always in a haste. This month, 
whatever that sickness is, he handled while he was on earth. And when he went to the cross, he finished it. So we have to come to terms with that one. I'll be having a seminar in November. Those of you who know about the Harris Summit is uh, resuming. And, and I, did, I, what came to my mind, I wouldn't say God spoke to me, but it filled my heart. Walk out on the devil. Do what? We have made Satan too popular. We are making nonsense of what Jesus accomplished. Everything about the devil, everything is Satan, everything is Satan. You go to some churches, it is Satan from opening prayer to the closing. Satan, demons. Okay, so why are we here? If we are here and Satan is still reigning, then why are we here? Why did Jesus go to the cross? We've got to go back to the foundations and, and check out some things. So come if we, But I want to make an announcement to you. Satan is not your problem. You are your own problem. Satan is not your problem. You are your own problem. The good fight of faith is not a fight against the devil. We don't wrestle with the devil. Where are you going to wrestle with him? And why? Is he your mate? Now you come so low to wrestle with the devil. Someone who is under your feet. You are still wrestling with him. What kind of thing is that? I will be insulting you in the course of the teaching. I will insult you. You see? So how are you? You guys are looking so wonderful. You know, the guys are looking. I tell you, please put your hands together for them as they go back to their seats. I'll bring you back. No worry, you just go back now. Oh, clap well now. Um, uh, Pastor, we will stop using drums for some weeks, so I will know how to clap. We'll go back to those days. When we do that one for two months, you will know how to clap. <laughs> Amen. The Lord is good. Father, we thank you because you are very faithful. Thank you for Jesus Christ, our Redeemer, our King, our Deliverer. Thank you for your word that's able to turn our situations around and bring us to points of distinction. We give you praise. Holy Spirit, have your way this morning. Teach us and guide our understanding in the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. Please sit down. The message has started long ago. Jesus means Yahweh heals. He saves he delivers. He provides. All, everything that you are talking about is inside that one name. Jesus. 
he shall give birth to a son and you are to give him the name Jesus why because he will save his people from their sins what's going on are this is not working again are they working so what are you guys doing because I didn't give you any scripture don't you also know where it is <laughs> if, I, if I had quoted scriptures on, uh, on prosperity you would pick it very fast but that one has to do with money and you, you love it I, I, I've been reading from chapter 1 of uh, Matthew's gospel verse um, 21 that's what I've been reading shall bring forth a son and you shall call his name Jesus for he will save his people from their sins. And I said, saving them from their sins equally means that he will save them from the impact or the effect of sin. And one of such is the issue of healing and health. So Jesus came to save us from sin and lift us above sickness and diseases. That in case the sickness comes and we are able to settle on him, we'll surely get out of that situation. Hallelujah. And I say that whatever you've not overcome is that same thing that you have not taken time to address. You have not taken time to address because the understanding is not there. So we want to provoke you with understanding. The objective for this assignment in this month is to provoke in us faith to walk on the path of health. So you will discover that some scriptures have been quoted over and over again. Acts chapter 10 and verse 38. How God anointed Jesus Christ of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and what? Power. Who went about doing good, healing all them that were oppressed with the devil for God was with him. That's it over there. God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about doing good and healing all who were oppressed of the devil. For God was with him. Amen. Now if you look at that, that one verse. God anointed him. God sent him apart. He appointed him. And enabled him. He appointed him and he enabled him with the Holy Spirit and with power. And he went about. He wasn't the devil. Satan goes about with no aim. But Jesus was always with target. He went about doing everywhere he went, he did good. You know that song? And even today, our Lord is still doing the same thing. Because Hebrews 13 and verse 8 says, Jesus Christ, the same yesterday, today, and forever. So what he did while he was on earth, he's still doing it. This time on a high tempo, because he paid the price. And we've got to appropriate what he got for us. He will not come and walk in our midst. To ask you, why have we been here for 38 years? 
Do you want to be healed? Do you want to be made whole? And then we'll tell him stories. The kind of stories we'll tell every time when there's a challenge. Instead of going to the solution, we'll begin to create you know, an atmosphere of pity and make people know that we are not at fault, but somebody else at fault. Always, we have an excuse. The reason why I'm not healed is that um, where, where, where we live, we are so crowded. What is the crowd doing about your health? You just have got to overcome these things as we apply ourselves to what Jesus did. So we are looking at those stories one after the other. And I'm expecting you to pick something from there. Mark 7. Mark 7. A pastor was around yesterday for the um, PPI Youth, youth uh, Summit. And we're having a chat. And one of the things that came up was a particular thing about laying on of hands. Laying on of hands. And he came up with a very powerful revelation. So insightful. So insightful. And as I was thinking of what he came up with, the Holy Ghost gave me a little talk. When you come under the control of the devil, when there's sickness in your body, Satan is in charge. He has laid hands on you and imparted sickness. So when Jesus is going to do the work, he lays hands on you. When he lays hands on you, it is to signify that I've taken over. I'm the one in charge of this head now. When he speaks the word to you, he's taking over. Control over your life. And then dismiss the devil's impact at any point. People came and touched his clothes. They contacted the anointing. What was the anointing? God anointed him with the Holy Spirit and with power and he went about doing good. Where do you need the good? As you touch him, you get it. There is nothing that he did without a purpose. Lay down on that man and then he said, are you seeing? He said, I see, I see. I see men like trees. And that man gave me a very powerful insight. I won't tell you now. Because very soon I'll bring his book to sell here so that uh, you sell and go and look for the thing over there. They say if you want to hide things from the black man, put it inside the book. Even if it's money, it won't go there. That's an, the greatest insult I've ever heard. Well, I've met white men also who don't read. I've met some of them who don't read, who don't speak any good English. They are always insulting us because we don't know what to tell them. <laughs> we were playing football in those days, Ghanaian community against Egyptian community in Nigeria. 
And they were beginning to behave like that, as if they were superior to us. That, that, that got me offended. Now I was at defense. I, 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 I was playing both two and three. Anywhere that was hot, I would swap with the fellow. Let me go there and handle that one. So there was this ex-former World Cup guy, player, very good guy. But the fact that they were trying to show supremacy and make us feel inferior so angered me that I, I told myself and I told Dr. Amwa, he's been to, with us here before, you know him. I said, Doc, he plays football like no man's business. I, I said, Doc, I will stop this fellow. He will sit down very soon. He said, don't wound him. I said, no, no, no. It's not wounding. You know what they call Dangbeshi? I did that thing on his chest. With the ball, everything. When he dropped on the floor, he went out by himself. Nobody knew his sentiment. You know what I did? It was because I was angry that he was looking down on us. Oh, we are black. If God hadn't called me into ministry, I came to understand something that the blood of the black man and that of the white, the same blood. That thing that they inside the head that they call brain is the same. What is our problem? They dribbled us, took us from our base, and did not put us at their base. They left us in a state of ambivalence and got us confused. And instead of you sitting down to identify yourself, you still go following them. Huh? They want to give you a name. Eh? James Wesley. Two from outside, one from inside. I, because of the love of God that I, I encountered in God's word, I changed my attitude towards them. Why well, I hate oppression at any point, no matter who is involved. I don't, I, I hate it. I will speak my mind. But how long are you going to remain at the receiving end? It is when you sit down to understand what you carry and walk in it. This word of God works for everybody irrespective of race, color, or creed. It works for everybody. That is the only point where there's no difference. So the Bible keeps on mentioning there is it's neither for the Jew nor for the Greek. All of us. All of us. Your salvation is not contingent on where you come from. It is contingent on your decision to accept Christ. That's all. And when you do, the package comes over to you. But no. If you want to hide anything from the black man, put it inside the book. Write it. They won't read. After reading that kind of story, that kind of insult, you are still not reading. Read the Gospels up to now as I'm speaking to you here. One month has gone. We are in the middle of another month. Check if you ask your, the person sitting by you. How many of the books has he read? The Gospels. Okay, how many chapters? Just, okay, not chapters. How many, how many verses? You'll be shocked. You will be shocked. 
This word of God does not come to people. People go for the word. I have a little device. They call it messenger. I have the Bible on it. It's one small device like that. Put it in your pocket, you won't even feel the weight. So when I'm, I'm busy or I'm not in the frame of reading, I play and listen to the Bible. I can play it from Genesis to Revelation. When the battery is uh, collapsing, I inject it by putting it on charge. Now listen. So the day I told you go and read the Gospels, I listened to the Gospels about six times in one day. So I read and I listen. I read and I listen. You have the audio on your phones. How many times do you spend some hours? How often do you do that? To listen. It's okay. Let me listen to the gospel of Matthew. And then you play it and pay attention to it. How many times? Why wouldn't they deceive you? So when you see one American preacher talking and then talking, you say revelation, and you, 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 you get excited and you go to quote him. Check what he's saying. Go to your Bible. You discover he's talking nonsense. I'm not against them. I'm only saying that this thing called the word of God has been given freely to all of us. So let all of us go to this thing and get the substance. What you don't understand, ask the Holy Ghost to teach you. Otherwise, anything anybody tells you, you will take it. Now, one thing I told you about some time ago, he said, uh, Naaman, Naaman, Naaman refused to, to dip himself into the Jordan as directed by, by the prophet until that slave girl, that slave girl told him, my master, please do it. The first time I heard that thing, it was for a man very high. And all the ones who are very low started saying the same thing. There was an error. I don't think he consciously did that one. There was an error. And everybody started doing that one. Why? Because we are dummies. Sorry. Don't be offended. It's not because I said I will insult you. I'm not insulting anybody here. I can't be insulting you like that. I only punch you where you feel it. <laughs> you know, there's a way to present issues. There's a way you present an issue and a person takes it lightly. There's a way to do it and a person cannot forget it. That's the one I choose. To present my matter in a manner that you will not forget. Even when you are asleep, the word will wake you up. What I told you will wake you up. And so when I do that, it's not an insult. I'm just trying to push you to the, pre- <laughs> the verge where you now say, no, 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 I can't go down. That is the issue. And I'll be very serious. Yet I'll be laughing on the inside. It's a game. Somebody makes a mistake and then you, you copy it just like that because you don't want to go into the word of God. This is my mission. To make sure that we go to the word of God and pick as much as we can. Those of you who attended the school of ministry, was it last year? Last year. You would discover that's, that is what everybody saw. We thought we knew so many things. But when it came to the 
word to word, verse by verse thing, we discover that we have glossed over many, many things. So somebody can put in what is not there and then you will take it. So go to the Gospels. What did Jesus say? Okay, now you have Bibles that have the red letter over what he said. So even if you want to be, you want to be mischievous, you won't read the whole thing. Just read what he said. What did he say? I'll give an assignment to one of us. I've not asked him for results. I'll ask today. That one can be done easily. What Jesus said by looking at all this one in the red. And then you, you get down your points, what, what I'm looking for. We must be conversant with the word of God. That's the light we have. And let that light shine so that darkness will bow to it. He came to walk on this earth and he healed. Now, chapter 7 of Mark's gospel. There's a story of, um, is it verse 12 or somewhere? I don't know. I've been traveling too much. Verse 31. Mark's Gospel. 7 verse 31. Down to 37. Can we? Again departing from the region of Tyre and Sidon. He came through the midst of the region of the Capolis. That is what? What's the capital? Ten cities. Deca. Ten. Polis. Cities. It's just a little bit of uh, some, some Greek here. That has been anglicized. Now, to the Sea of Galilee. Go ahead. Then they brought to him one who was deaf and had an impediment in his speech. He was deaf. But he could speak. But the speech was not clear. There was an impediment. So, so what he would say would not make much sense. You couldn't pick exactly what he was saying. But he was opening his mouth and saying some things. And they begged him to put his hand on him. Yes. And he took him aside from the multitude. Now look at the twist. They brought him to Jesus and they asked, please put your hand on him. One man one day, when I was pastoring church in Tema, came with some scriptures. He walked to my office and he said, Pastor, if you preach from these scriptures, the people will so bless that they will bless you too. I kept that piece of paper for many years. I think I destroyed it when I was moving from Kumasi to Accra. I kept it. It's not for anything. It amused me. If you are a man of God and you're operating, if you are not careful, people will make you do what they think you should do. Lay your hands on him. When you go through all the healings, you discover that Jesus applied several methods. Several of them. But they saw one that he laid hands on someone and said, okay, lay your hands on this one. So the church members will tell you how to pray. How to what? Pray. 
I've told you one time before, a lady came to pick my items. I went to pick somewhere, and she was sent to pick my books. She came, and then I carried the books, and I placed in her hand, and I said, peace. It's my normal greeting. And then we went to the church. And they were giving testimony. She came out. And she said, I went to pick daddy's uh, something, and then he said, peace. And something like, it was, it says something cold, like ice came upon her. And she'd been having challenges with her body. And at that instant, the thing disappeared. Now, but I pray for somebody. This one, I wasn't praying for her. I only made a statement. I pray for somebody. I held their hand. I said, peace. And he said, have you finished? He said, pastor, you have not prayed. You have not prayed. It's just like this one. Pastor, what are you seeing concerning me? I said, I'm seeing you. Who else am I seeing? You are the one sitting in front of me. I'm seeing you. I'm seeing your unbelief. That's what I'm seeing. I'm seeing your unwillingness to be saved, to be helped. I'm seeing your pride. You are the one I'm seeing. What are you seeing? Okay, I should be seeing your mother's sister. It cannot be your mother. It's your mother's sister. Your aunt somewhere. The one causing the trouble. What are you seeing? And if, if, if you don't know who you, what you are doing and what, where you are going to, you say, oh, I, I see, I see, I see. One guy, one of our members in Kumasi, said, I, I see a huge man standing behind you in, in white, white, white clothing like that. The fellow said, they, with all respect to those who are into carpentry, he's a young man who, who hadn't gone to school as a carpenter. But he was one of the f- most foolish people I've met in life. Anything you told him from the altar, he would just carry everything. That's all. He was working in the house of a woman, and the lady said that he had a, she had a prophet. And the prophet would pray for, for him. So the fellow called him, and he said that he wanted, he was prophesying to him. I see, he said, I am a child of God. The person who say you are seeing Jesus Christ, where else will he go than to be with me? You know him, you know that fellow. He was called Boite. And the man said, uh, go and bring oil. Let me provide. He said, our pastor taught us how to bless our oil. So I don't need your blessing, your blessing to make the oil anointed. Frustrated the man. The woman got offended. Why are you insulting the prophet? He said, no. It appears I have gone higher than your prophet. The woman took the job from him. He said, praise God. Three months after, the woman came looking for him. The guy had duped her. Prophet. <laughs> Prophet. <laughs> Prophet. Don't get me wrong. We have genuine prophets. Genuine ones. But the rascals appear to be more. And they are very loud. Very what? Somebody told me yesterday, he said uh, one thing that COVID did is that it has made those guys, they are quiet now. They were the one pervading the, the, the media everywhere. He said, but now everybody is speaking and people are sharing gospel and they, are only, they, don't, they can't meet what is being said, so now they are quiet. 
I said they have not seen anything. Very soon, it happened in Ghana here. It's going to happen again. There were people we called spiritualists in those days. Those were the ones who would sit, you sit before them, and then they would, they would put their hand like as if they are holding the, the receiver of a phone. And then, uh-huh. No, he came yesterday. He's here. Uh-huh. Okay. Ah, no, ah, that would be too much for him. Oh. Too much. <laughs> you are the one they are discussing. <laughs> it's too much. Okay, so what do I do? Okay. 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 Ah, 21 days. I know. Ah, he will die. Oh. Okay. 14. And that's all right. That's all right. That's all right. How many candles? Ah, no, no, no. It's too much. Candle, too much. And I was an unbeliever who didn't believe in anything at all. I followed somebody, my friend. They sent him to the man. So when the man finished, now I asked him, who were you talking to? He said he was talking with God. I said, that's wonderful. <laughs> and you were bargaining with God. God said, Thomas, you fast 21 days. You said it's too much. The man looked at me. Incidentally, he was called for soup. I tell you. In Kumasi, Sepe Bokrum, that lay. He was inside the bush like that. When we were going out, he called my friend. He said, Don't bring this boy here again. When the heat came up, they, all of them began to preach Bible. And some of them are still alive here in Accra. So, all those guys will now want to preach the gospel. And because they have not sat down to be taught by the owner of the gospel, they will be preaching very dangerous things. That's why you must make sure you give your people the right thing. So they won't confuse them. He took him aside from the multitude. The man said, lay hands on him. But he took him aside from the multitude. Yes. He put his fingers in the ears. He spat and touched the man's tongue. He looked up to heaven. He had a deep sigh. And said to him. Ephata be opened. Who was he addressing? The ear. Be opened. They said, lay hands on him. What he was going to do could create confusion in the, in the understanding of people. So he took him aside. There are certain instructions when you go to pray for the sick. That the Lord may give you that people around will not understand. Push them away before they destroy your faith. Because if you are not careful, you want to do the normal. You want to do what? The normal. And, but that's what the Lord told you to do. He took him aside. These are some of the things I want you to learn. All of us are learning how to go about these things. There are times God will give you direction for somebody and you go to talk to that person. 
in the presence of another person and you miss it. We've got to be very careful. Very what? Careful. Because what the Lord is telling you is not something that may be common. When another ear hears it, they brand you as a fake. But he spoke to you. He took him aside. So be very sensitive when you go to attend to the sick. Be very, very sensitive. Don't go there with a mentality of doing what you know to do every time. You are not the healer. You are what? You are not the healer. So you don't do what you do. Right? This is the way I do it. No, you don't have any way. He is the one who heals. And he tells you what to do. Can you imagine there was one minister, I've forgotten his name. A sick man, he will kick that person with his leg. Well, guess what? He will kick your stomach. But this one with the leg, he just, he just put you. Who was that? Allen, good. Just put you. What kind of preacher is this? Huh? And then you come to Rodney Brown. You have a very serious matter. And the guy will just be laughing. You just laugh. Before you know, you're also laughing. You laugh and laugh. You go down like this. And it's laughter all the way. You wake up, the thing is gone. God is not a one-way God. So Jesus went about doing what God wanted him to do most times in some peculiar ways. Peculiar ways. So the issue about healing is not you. It's not what they taught you in school. It is what he's saying. Look at what he did. Now he looked into heaven and then he sighed. If you understand what sighing is, what is sighing? Just release it like that. Sometimes out of anger, I wouldn't want to do this, but because of the Lord. You sigh. You thought there was no solution, and then the Lord shows you what to do, and you sigh. And he said, Be open. He left the man and spoke to his ears. Spoke to their ears open it means that you can address any part of your body you can address any part of your body I remember times when we were led to address our eyes address your feet you hold your leg you won't take me to anywhere I don't want to go you pray with anger Spoke to the ear. Be open. Now, now he spat. He did not spit on the man. He spat and touched the tongue. He did not spit on him. He spat. Where did he I don't know. Possibly in his palm. And then he touched it. Touched the tongue. So don't go and get someone. Open your mouth. Except when the Lord tells you to do that.
A man was dying. And God said, what Oedipus said, and the Lord breathed into his nostrils. And he became a living soul. That's what came to him. And he went ahead to do it. And instantly. So you must be sensitive. Waiting for instructions. From the healer. Don't carry this upon yourself. As if you are one healer going about. You carry one, one bottle of oil in one hand. Or the other one mantle. And you are going like a human. The mantle is dirty. You won't wash it. You see some bottles of oil. You know that these things, they pick them from the fetish shop. Fetish shop. The, uh, the, the bottles are old. And one small oil hiding at the base somewhere. The ordinary oil you can't you buy. Because of suspicions around the place, sometimes it's very good to make them buy their own oil. When we do impartation, bring your bottle. Bring what? Your bottle. Don't come and say that uh, we, we took some bottle, put some things inside, and then came and... No, no, no. Bring your own bottle. Open that, your bottle. And then we speak. And then your faith must be the one to work here. Hello? If you did it, and he said, as the Father has sent me, so I send you. Then we can also believe him to do. Same. He went about doing good. Healing all them that were oppressed with the devil, for God was with him. The key here is the presence of God with you. So do what you know to do to keep his presence with you. He will not go away from you, but we go away from him. So keep his presence. Value it so much. David says, don't take away your spirit from me. If you do that, I'm finished. And the man's ears were opened. His tongue was loosened. And he began to speak plainly. So he was speaking but not plainly before. When you meet a case and the Lord helps you to handle the case, when you are giving testimonies, say it as it was. God doesn't need your help to be God. He is God. So don't, don't add colors. Don't, don't make the thing look like uh, you're making God appear so wonderful. No, 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 no. No, he was before you came. And he's still the same. And the person could now speak plainly. So as soon as the person was, was, was dumb and deaf, he couldn't even speak. No, what he, he said was not clear. But at the touch... So present your testimony in that manner. Their sister complained of stomach ache. I blessed water and gave to her. She took the water and everything went. So don't add any dilation over there. And I told him, sit down. Say, lift one leg. And raise your left hand. Touch your head with one hand. 
and shake your head like this. All these ones that you are doing, they, they never happened. You are lying before the Most High God. Hmm? Hello? Remember, you are not the healer, but believe in the healer for impact. So, if you lay hands on someone and the person does not get healed, give thanks to God and expect the Holy Ghost to perfect that which concerns that person. Otherwise, you lose the ability to stay in the presence of God. I told you that somebody died, they called me. I was eating, I left my food and went there. And as I prayed for that lady, she died more. The body became colder and colder and colder. We did all that we knew to do. <laughs> now, to leave the room and come out became a problem because I had sent them out. So a brother came and he said, Pastor, we've got to go out. He said, let's go. So we step out. They were expecting to see the lady behind us. They didn't follow. I went back home, broken. I was crying. And the Holy Ghost asked me, did I send you? Did I send you? When you were going, did you tell me? I said for two weeks, I couldn't pray. I was down. I asked him, what sin have I committed? If you go as a healer, you will see what will happen to you. You go as a messenger. One who is bent the mantle of the Lord. And let him be glorified in what he's going to be doing. Because by the time we are through with this kind of what we are studying now, you should have confidence enough to lay hands on anybody if it is an issue that God says lay hands. Or to sit on the person's stomach if that's what he's saying. Amen. Now, you see, when they have somebody, the person is a genuine one, the person falls, they don't get wounded. Have you seen that one? They don't get wounded. They don't. I saw, I saw a pregnant woman, very pregnant. You know, there's pregnancy and pregnancy. That woman was very, very pregnant. She was very, very pregnant. She was thrown from her seat like that. And her stomach went down. I was afraid. But she, she, when she got up and there was no problem. Ha! Hey! But all this one that you found, then we have to now look for first aid. <laughs> and you know that that falling is not a correct one. It's the one they put their, their, one, they put their leg behind you. And they hold your head and turn you. When they turn your head, you, get, you, 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 you fall now. The first thing they say, close your eyes. When you close your eyes for long, you lose balance. You lose balance. So when they touch you, ping, you go fall. <laughs> Jesus spoke. Jesus touched. Jesus, the healer, the good work. Let's take our time and go through all the stories. And I have a table. I have a table. I have a table that states the case, the references, and the method. 
And we were made to do that kind of thing some time ago when I was in the Bible school. 1998, in the Bible school, they made us to do a synoptic approach like that. So what did he do? And you check the records and you see that he applied to many, 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 several methods. As and how he was led by the Spirit of God. You cannot be different. You cannot be different. You cannot. So somebody comes to give a testimony about what God led him to do and then you take it as the method. So when you have a similar case, you want to do that kind of no, that's not how God operates. What you learn from the person's testimony is this. Lord, if you could do that through brother A, then you could equally do in me. Show me what should be done. That should be your next question. Show me what should be done. Not okay, but Roland said this. But Anthony said this one. But Pius said this. And so you also, as you appear before that challenge now, you won't do the same thing. It's a lie. Build up your faith. And approach these issues with confidence. And let the healer put a finality to the issue. We are getting ourselves ready for a great assignment that God is announcing to us in the year ahead. We are getting ourselves ready for that. And we don't want to leave anybody behind. Praise God. We don't want to leave anybody behind. Because in our midst here, I see people who move from hospital to hospital and be discharging patients. Just discharge them. Shambach entered level after level. One, he went to one ward and then he discharged all of them. Anointing them with oil. Go home, go home, go home, go home, go home. And then they said, the doctor said we should go home. Which doctor? What kind of wholesale discharge is this? The doctor said we should go home. They carried themselves and they were going. They left the hospital. He emptied the place. If God could use him to do that, the same God can use any one of us here to do the same. But we must get ourselves ready. And be connected to him. And see these things happening. It will happen before you. You will see his glory. In the name of Jesus Christ. And let's give thanks to the Lord. For laying such a solid foundation for us. In a great assignment that is coming our way. Lift your voice and bless him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness.